welcome to another episode of Tea with Tammy. I believe this is episode 107. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure someone will. And I, oh, I am sorry. <laughs> that's that's the first thing I want to say. I'm sorry. I've, I've been on another hiatus. Well, I did a video episode, so that was posted to YouTube. And then last week, oh, that was, that was our built-in bye week where I just, I ran myself into the ground. Unfortunately, me, um, I have spread myself too thin. I've dipped myself into too many pots and I was just burnt out and I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. I was just exhausted. I was exhausted with what's happening to us being black people. I was exhausted with my day job, my nine to five, shout out to B. Simone. Um, I was, I was exhausted with these niggas, you know, it's just, it's a laundry list. It's a laundry list. I'm not going to get into it. Not right now. (laughs) Maybe a little later, but again, I am sorry. Mental health check real quick, man. Whoo. I am treating self. I am buying from black owned businesses online. That will be the first thing that I will just go ahead and jump into because like I said, um, during the YouTube video, um, the YouTube podcast, which was titled Brain Dump. So definitely search Tea with Tammy on YouTube and watch that. But during that episode, I did state every conversation that you have on your platform, you need to use responsibly and let that conversation be about black lives. And so we are going to talk about something that of course contributes to black lives and the success of black people. And that is supporting black essentially. And so I've been on my Twitter timeline trying to post everything that I've bought thus far. I mean, I've always supported black in a way, like I stay eating at restaurants owned by black people in my city. I stay supporting plate sales, uh, people doing hair, people selling things, their music. And so I'm always at the spot. I've been that person, but I wanted to just showcase it more and explore and um, spread just like I've done myself, um, spread my dollar and um, branch out and try some other businesses. Cause that's always scary too online. Let's, let's keep it real. When we, um, when we want to shop online, we're like, mm, Oh no, like I want to support my people, but is this really going to be my size? <laughs> Those type of trials and tribulations that you might have with shopping online. But I went ahead and uh, made a nice little thread Follow Tea with Tammy on Twitter. You can check out all all the stuff that I've been purchasing down from a mask to wear to keep myself safe during COVID-19. You know, the pandemic is still alive and thriving, okay? I'm not like these other niggas out here just dying to go to the bar. Like, I'm good. Um, But I bought a face mask. I bought a shirt, candle, lip gloss, um, body oil, a body scrub, body butter, um... I bought my little sis- sister a t-shirt, wall art. Oh, I can't wait for this wall art that I got. It's all black women. Oh my. As soon as you walk into my spot, you're going to be like, mm-hmm, a black person lives here. <laughs> and so I'm just excited to share all the receipts that I've gathered and posted. And so check out those businesses. And if you know of any other businesses that you think that me and or the other sippers of tea with Tammy would enjoy. Hey, at me, 
like you know send it my way dm me that doesn't have to be on the timeline if you're shy i i notice i'm noticing more and more with my listeners that y'all are somewhat shy because man do y'all stay talking to me in my dms but can we have this conversation on the timeline so people can know that we exist but um (laughs) nonetheless support black um i'm going to do another video youtube episode soon i'm thinking maybe like twice a month i don't know we'll see Um, And then I'll show you, you know, like visually what I bought and essentially maybe a little light review. I'm not about to tear down my people regardless, but I'll let you know my experience with shopping with those said brands. Also still related, shout out to Beyonce. Um, She um, posted in celebration of Juneteenth, a new song celebrating her people, as well as a directory of black owned businesses. And so shout out to Beyonce.com. Visit the website now to um, filter through different categories to find black owned businesses. Now it's not the ultimate directory. There's definitely a lot of businesses left off of it, but it's a start and this is what we need. And so I I am so happy to see people on my Twitter timeline talking about future apps and websites that will be directories because even if there's more than one, it's needed. We need these things. There's so many directories for other spaces and other cultures and other races and ethnicities. It's time for us to have our own. Come on. We, we need this. So support black, but let's go ahead and um, jump into, um, whew, and I'm glad, I'm kind of glad I wasn't here last week for this because it was a little too much to discuss. It was a little, it was weighing, it was weighing on my heart, but insecure. Let's talk about it. Come on. Insecure season four finale. I'm not going to beat a dead horse because I know we've been killing canola oil on the timeline, but we, we have to have our tea with Tammy discussion and sip our tea and just, just get it out because oh, it was like a slap in the face because if you've kept up with insecure, you, you know that Issa's kind of always wanted to go back to Lawrence. You know, this is what we've been rooting for this entire season, or at least what I've been rooting for, because I want to see a black man go back to someone who's cheated on him. We re- we already had this conversation previous episodes multiple times. I want to see that. I need to see that. I need to know that it exists. So like I said, we all know that Issa has been wanting this. And so just like Issa, I've been wanting this. I've been right there with her in her corner, like, girl, we just give them some time. We're almost there. And then we were all, we were, we were right there. We were tasting it. We were living it. We saw the future. We've already envisioned it seasons ago where she had that kind of flash forward forward of wishing that she had this long life with Lawrence and having a baby and all this stuff. And Lawrence dropped the bomb on us and spoil alert. The bomb is He has gotten another woman pregnant. (sighs) Okay, but let's start from the top of the episode. Um, Tiffany, Tiffany's missing. Man, Tiffany was missing 20 minutes out of the 30 minute show and I was not happy about it. Listen, I want to find Tiffany just as much as Derek. I really do because postpartum is real. And I think that gets glossed over when people talk about having babies in entertainment and like in movies and shows, you know, oh, you had a baby. Oh, great. And then the baby just grows up and then it's just la da da. But no one really highlights that tough time for the mother 
right after having a baby. That's not related to just having a child. It's about your own emotions, your internal, how you feel about yourself, how you like physically feel. It's just a lot more layers than people realize. People think that we just shed skin and then we just keep moving, but no, it doesn't work like that. And I haven't even had a baby. And I feel like, man, I know, I know enough to know. (laughs) I'm sure it's intense, but I say that to say, I was down in finding Tiffany. I was there for the ride, but it just went on a little too long for me. It was, it got a little too drawn out. It was a little too corny, especially when they were at the restaurant looking at video footage of where she might. I was like, listen, this is not realistic and this is time wasting. What are we doing? And so I was just like, can we just keep it moving. And then we eventually did. I mean, we found Tiffany. She broke down in her husband's arms. I mean, I look forward to seeing what this timeline leads us because I have a a messy prediction for their whole situation, which is that that's not, that's not Derek's baby. (laughs) She, she's, she's dropped a little weird comments here and there season to season about her being wild that, that Derek didn't, wasn't trying to have a baby. And so you know, I've just, I've been peeping Tiffany. I've been keeping an eye on you, Amanda Seals. Um, but we'll see where this timeline and their storyline goes. But we transitioned, um, after finding Tiffany into Molly and Andrew, you know, calling it quits. Again, spoiler alert, but we saw it coming, or at least I needed it to come because it just didn't feel right. Mo- First of all, Molly needs a black man. I don't, I don't care how you feel about this, but Molly needs a black man. She needs a black man who's going to check her because Molly, Molly gets a little too loosey goose at the mouth of her attitude and just how she just feels like she runs the world. And I know as black women, we do run the world, <laughs> but when it comes to your relationship, you can't just be emasculating someone like all the time. Like you can't just be making him feel like he has no say in anything. (laughs) Yes, you're a black queen, but hey, I'm a king too. And we caught Molly, you know, acting a little desperate, begging for the relationship to work. And Andrew kind of called her out on it and asked her, hey, like, what are you doing? What are you actually fighting for? And she didn't know what to say. And hey, um, maybe that's a sign hey, you shouldn't be together. And so just like we all saw coming, they parted ways and it was best for both of them. And then, you know, just like a a classic slap to the face right at the end and perfect editing too. Man, I love these scenes where they combine conversations that are happening in different locations that, you know, they edited all in just one scene and it was beautifully shot. It was beautifully told. And Lawrence dropped the bomb that he has gotten Condola pregnant. He didn't plan to, he doesn't want to be in a relationship with her and that he has to see how this pans out. And she's, you know, told him that this is a lot. Um, you know, she needs time. And at the very end of the episode, she met up with Molly. She met up with Molly um, because previously her and Molly were not on the best terms. They weren't feeling each other. And Molly had essentially said that she wasn't trying to be friends with her anymore. And so to see that Molly had reached out um, and that they were meeting up was interesting. And it's interesting because Molly's only meeting up because she has no one to talk to. Um, So, you know, your man just left you and now you're out here you know, alone again. And so now you realize your wrongdoings. And so we'll see this friendship relationship pan out, but 
back to Kendola dropping the bomb. There was a lot of backlash on the internet with this decision to write this way um, for Insecure for the season with this um, scandal. Um, people compared it to the game with the whole situation with, I believe it was Melanie and Derwin and how, um, and that was the character between um, Tia that was played by Tia Mowry, um, you know, from Sister, Sister, Tia and Tamara. And she was, um, you know, in a relationship with an NFL player. He gets someone pregnant. And he said, you know, it wasn't intended. I don't want her. I don't, I don't, I want you. I want them. I want to make this work. And the backlash comes from this. This is so predictable. And we were predicting this earlier in the season, but we thought we had, you know, escaped, escaped (laughs) and made it through the obstacles and that this wasn't going to pop up later and here it is popping up and to me I know a lot of people are comparing it to the game I agree though I don't I don't like this decision on writing this way and this is why I compare this to Moesha although the stories are different the the um the sentiment that comes across is the same so on Moesha um Moesha was a show um, back in the day led by Brandy. She had her brother on the show, Ray J. Um, so um, the story of uh, Moesha was that she was living with her her dad um, and her mom passed away. And her dad has now remarried. And she, for the most part, kind of likes her stepmom. She doesn't really, isn't thrilled, but kind of likes her. And her cousin comes to live with them. And that is Ray J um, on, on the show Moesha. And so Moesha, in order to pick up ratings because the show was going downhill supposedly, or the writers or the um, the producers wanted a twist, they wanted some excitement, they wanted to kick things up a notch. So they say they decided to write in this twist that, you know, Ray J, her cousin that's living with them, isn't really Brandy, Moesha's brother, I mean, cousin, it's really her brother. And so that told the story that her dad cheated on her passed away mom and had, you know, this child out of wedlock. And there was backlash around that decision to put that in the storyline because it then painted black men once again as cheaters, um, bad dads, and that um, black people are just destined for a broken or um, blended home. And I, I agree when I watched that, it didn't feel right. It felt forced and it was, it was, it felt nasty. Like I wasn't for it. And if you go back and, um, watch old interviews with the, um, the lady who played, um, Brandy's stepmom on the show, which was D and uncle Mitchell or Mitchell, which was her dad. Um, they, they hated the decision too. You know, more than half the cast hated that decision. They felt that it was forced, that it painted black people in a bad light and that they didn't want that image on TV, but yet the producers went along with it. And you know, the show then after that went downhill. And so that's how I feel with insecure right now. I feel like it's a, not only was it a slap in the face because it's just like, what? Like, this is what we're doing? It's, it paints black men again. Like, you know, like, oh, they just, they just can't keep it in their pants. Like they have these babies, they have baby mamas and I don't, I don't like it. Like I was just hoping better for the storyline. And I'll say that now to say, I hope that this is a pregnancy scare. I don't want her to lose a baby, even though this is all fictional. I would 
I would never wish that on someone. I don't even want to wish that on a fictional, uh, you know, character just so Issa can have a happy ever after. That's weird. That's, that's nasty. But I'm hoping that this is just a pregnancy scare and we can move past this because can we as black women just have a happy ever after? Can we have that? And that, and that is the, the bigger upset for me. That's why I'm glad I wasn't here last week talking about this because I was in my feelings. I was like, damn, I I was rooting for Issa. Like, you know, as we're watching Insecure, the world around us, like we're in hell. Like, unfortunately, I hate to say it that, but we're living in, like, we're living in hell. 2020 is shit. Like, there's a pandemic. We don't have Kobe. And, and the president is, is stupid. And people are saying that our black lives don't matter. And so with all of that, I was just trying to look to my entertainment to be happy. And just when, you know, just like that little, um, that car insurance commercial, you know, or I think it's car insurance or a state farm commercial with, you know, with the dollar on the fishing hook, just like, up, you almost got it. Uh, 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 you almost got it. And that's how I felt like, give me happiness. Oh, I wanted to snatch that dollar off that fishing hook. Like, don't, don't play with me. You've been playing with me for four seasons and we still not happy. That I just, the reason why I'm in my feelings so much is because I see myself in Issa so much and I'm like, damn, am I going to be happy? <laughs> like, damn, like I was trying to live through Issa for 2020, but shit, now I got to reconsider. Now I got to reconsider. Is there another show I can live through? Bad Girls Club doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> but seriously, I... To keep it a hundred, I, I wasn't a fan of that decision to to put this in the storyline. And again, I hope uh, my predictions are right that this is just a pregnancy scare and or it's not Lawrence's baby. Okay, so uh, we'll we'll see what season five brings us. Oh, man, insecure. Okay, two two more topics. And then I'm out of here. And there are two um, popular topics that um, a lot of people have called on me just to get my short opinion on, just like personal friends. And I'm like, okay, I'll, t- I'll touch on it. Even though I feel like at this point, the horse is beaten past death, you know, at this point. But B. Simone, I shouted her out earlier, you know, shout out to my nine to five that be having me overwhelmed sometimes. Um, but B. Simone ain't here for it, but that's not even why I'm trying to talk about her right now. I want to talk about her plagiarism. Okay. So she has a book out and, or she had a book out, which, um, was a manifestive, uh, book where if you followed this guide, um, that you too could boss up, be successful and manifest the life that you want, because that's her, that's her brand. That's her trademark. It's to, it's to manifest. And so this book includes, you know, um, to-do lists, quizzes, fill in the blanks, you know, one of those like, um, books that you find at the bookstore that, um, allow you to write in it, um, see pictures, get little blurbs and get inspired to do something. And so that's what her book was. Um, there were screenshots of like emails and text messages and old diary entries of how she got where she, she is today. It's not really a a textbook. There's not a lot of text in it. Um, but, um, she, she says that it's a book that she has written. So people 
you know, being the petty people they are on Beyonce's internet, they decided to um, dissect B. Simone's book since B. Simone has been doing a lot of yapping at the mouth unnecessarily during um, a lot of tension in America. And so she came out and said, you know what? I can't date a nine to five guy. You know, I need, I need an entrepreneur. I need, I need a boss. I need a boss. And you know what? We dragged you. (laughs) She definitely got dragged on the internet because her idea was that someone with a nine to five wouldn't be able to understand her lifestyle as an entrepreneur guess what? It's not that hard to understand. We get it. You don't have a nine to five. And that's essentially what entrepreneurism is. So she was really trying to really paint this image that nine to five was kind of simple or kind of, you know, basic. Whereas entrepreneurs, you know, it's, I could be on a plane this day. I could be sending emails at 3am. I could be, um, fulfilling orders at midnight. And so you may not never know what I'm doing and where I'm at. And it's like, yeah, that's usually how most uh, business owners are if they are about the bag 24 seven. And so that's that type of entrepreneur or business person. And so not that hard to um to grasp. We've seen it in movies. We've seen it in shows. We've we've heard of these these people. <laughs> we know that they exist, B. Simone. But of course, she keeps yapping. You know, she she again she had to to state her views and state that her Christian ways would not allow her to be out in the streets protesting like some have because uh, her Christian ways um prevent her from doing so. And of course, she received backlash for that. Because her Christian ways have not stopped her from talking about sucking dick, um, thirsting for the baby, and doing what she needs to do to be at the top no matter where she's at. And so hypocritical. And so a lot of people dragged her for that. And so people had enough. They're like, listen, you're talking about this. You're talking about that. I'm offended. Let's talk about you. They took her book and they... um they discovered that a lot of these pages, you know, those fill in the blanks, those quizzes and those to-do lists and those, you know, those things that are supposed to inspire you and get you motivated to um, manifest your life were actually um, taken from other writers on the internet, from Pinterest, other websites and other motivational um, platforms. Oh man, Mm-mm-mm. all that talking just to be exposed like this. This this is the ultimate embarrassing thing. And she thought to be transparent to do a video and state that she was going to take full accountability. But at the same time, she stated that, you know, this wasn't her fault <laughs> in that um, she had hired a design team and that um, they were the ones who put this in the book. And so and this is why I want to talk about this. You know, the plagiarism is plagiarism is wrong. We know that. Right. But if you're telling me that the book that you're selling me was the guide to how you manifested your success. And this is kind of like a guidebook now for me to manifest my success in my life. And then you turn around and tell me there's things in this book that you didn't know existed. I'm, I'm a little skeptical now. I'm skeptical of your journey, your personal journey, and I'm skeptical of your integrity because you're selling us something that you had nothing to do with. You were not, you you had nothing to um, be a part. And 
I don't, I don't like that. Not one bit. I don't, I don't trust me, Simone. Now I can't, I can't trust to buy anything from you because you were so certain just a few weeks ago that this book was going to manifest some shit. When we was dragging you about the nine to five comments, you know what you did? You directed us right back to that book that you didn't write. And so <laughs> I don't know if I plan on listening to be Simone moving forward. Never do I want to feel like I'm tearing down another black woman or I am using my platform to silence another black voice, but plagiarism is wrong. And you selling me something that you say was the guide to something knowing that it's not, I don't like that. But a lot of other people would say, well, what about this celebrity? That celebrity when they're selling you flat tummy tea and this product. See, I'm not educated in all the, the, the back ends of all the scams in the world, but I'm sure that, you know, they run deep. But at this moment, I'm not feeling B. Simone. I, I'm not feeling her not one bit. She was drilling us with this book. She, every time we dragged her, she she doubled down and threw this book in our face saying that, you know what? You know what y'all should be worrying about? Manifesting your your success. Okay, how do we do that if you don't even know how to do that? Because you weren't a part of the design and the and the information in your own book. I digress. You get what I'm saying. I'm done with B. Simone. I mean, I was never on the B. Simone train to begin with because she has an annoying voice. But hey, she was a black woman out here getting it, just like Jess Hilarious. I've never really been on the Jess Hilarious bandwagon, but I wanted to see her win because it was a black woman. But, you know, if y'all keep doing clown stuff, I'm going to treat you like one and leave you at the circus. But let's just move on to the last and final topic. And, you know, it's it's been talked about and another horse beaten past death. But I want, I have to, I have to go on the record and have my, my two cents, even though it's not going to buy you much, but it is the topic of J. Cole versus no name. Oh man. Oh, ooh, mm, mm, mm. Okay. So I'm not here to report the, like the, the exact facts. I would hope that you, you've caught wind of this situation by now and you know enough um but i'll give you the very you know i'll skim uh through like an outline or you know off top of what it's about and it is that no name had a tweet no name tweeted not too long ago stating that there's artists out there who have based their whole musical careers off of the black plight and are nowhere to be found when it comes to black lives right now during this, you know, protest, black lives matter, fighting for George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, and the list goes on and they don't use their social media or their actual voices to, you know, put, post a video, appear in a video, an interview and say something that will contribute to or benefit black lives. J. Cole responds in a song titled Snow on the Bluff in that song he states that you know what i'm not as smart as you know y'all all wished i was or want me to be just because of this college degree and, and i i want to be a better black man and you know if people like me are going to get where you are um you have to come at us a different way you got to you got to change your tone and almost treat us like children because that's how we'll get things done. And so a lot of backlash came with that because J. Cole was coming out of the woodworks for, for being, 
you know, a little silent for a little bit when it comes to releasing music or just having a statement on what's going on in the world today. And the first thing out of his mouth is a critique on a black woman and how she is using her voice as she is helping black lives. People saw that as misogynistic. They saw him as egotistical. They saw his masculinity as fragile and they saw him as passive aggressive. And I agree. I check off all those things. I agree. He was all of, he was all of those things. Every single one of those things. But I will say he's an artist and this is how he expresses how he feels. And if he felt that someone was talking to him, he has every right to respond, reply how he sees fit. If he wants to write about a certain topic, so be it. He just has to realize to people like me, it's going to look away because we've been, we've been refreshing your timeline. We, not me personally, but you know, just we as people, fans of you who like you, who are trying to see, you know, what is, what is J. Cole thinking right now? When we refresh and finally see something posted and you direct us to a black woman's tone and how she needs to change it in order for you to hop on the bandwagon of helping all of us. It looks, it sounds, it feels away. I'm sorry. J. Cole, you're nasty. I don't like it. Shout out to Chance the Rapper for checking his friend on the timeline because I needed someone to. I really did. Thank you, Chica. Thank you because man, does does this look silly? Out of all things right now, this is what you want to talk about? This is what you, you wrote your pen to? And yes, like I said before, I see the other side. If he, if he wanted to get his thoughts off this way, so be it. You're an artist, express yourself. But, um, be aware of the timeliness. People, people are grieving, they're hurting, they're fighting. And you want us to talk about tone right now? Fuck your tone. Fuck a tone. We're dying. Fuck a tone. Fuck a tone. (laughs) <laughs> I don't care about no facial tone, no acetone, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no toner. I don't fuck a tone. Fuck a tone, J. Cole. And no name responded in the song titled Song 33. And she states in this song, you know, out of all the things going on, going on in our world right now, you thought to write about me. Like, let that sit. You thought to write about me out of all the other things, all the other things. You, you sat down, wrote a good ass song, rapped beautifully over a great instrumental about me. And I'm trying to help you. (laughs) And the thing is, it was a subtweet. So out of all things, you're responding to a subtweet at that. Not even someone who added you. You know, you took your time to feel a way about a subtweet and make a whole song. All No Name was saying, hey, I wish these artists would do better. And you know what your response was? Hey, can you say it nicer? No, no, not today. I'm in pain. We're dying. How about that? <laughs> Did you consider that? No name said people are hanging in trees. Another black girl just went missing. And you want to check my tone right now? After I just started a book club for your ignorant ass? (laughs) Man, she better than me. That, That song would have five verses on it. 
seven seven different bridges. Like, man, man, she better than me. You thought to write about me. <laughs> and people and people are lost on saying that, you know, J. Cole was just responding. How is how is it ego involved when you're just responding? But the ego is the response itself. The fact that you took the time to respond to someone saying, hey, use your voice and your platform because we're out here needing you right now to then check my tone. <laughs> priorities. That's all we're saying. It's just priorities, priorities, priorities. And to those of you all who are saying that us saying or having this opinion of J. Cole being like passive aggressive and, you know, his ego being bruised, that we are too canceling him, that that's incorrect. That's, you know, dead that. Nope. Just because you're holding someone accountable doesn't mean you're canceling them. And I hate when y'all misconstrue the two. You know what I mean? Some of y'all just can't wait to just hop on a hate train just so y'all can have a hashtag and a long post and get some likes off the shit when you really ain't even you know, mad about anything. No, we're not just canceling niggas. No, we still like J. Cole. We're still a fan, but we're going to check our brothers and our sisters when we feel like they, that they slipped up. You thought we wasn't going to say anything? (laughs) Now watch our tone now, J. Cole. (laughs) Shit's about to get a, a lot more spicier out in the streets. Because it's getting a lot more intense. We're fighting for our lives. How do you expect our tone to come across? Especially when we're doing it for you. We're doing it for us. I wish some of you all were a bit more mindful on how y'all respond to people, especially black women. And before I go, and I hate, I have this, I always have this little slight conversation and I've hinted at it before, but I'm gonna keep it a thousand. I feel like a lot of a lot of men out there either have PTSD from their childhood with their mom being strict and or some type of like colorism issue mixed in with a lot of sexism to where they feel like whenever a black woman is telling them to do something they shut down they refute they rebuke they just have to they have to say something they have to say something I'm a strong believer in that there's a lot of men out there who are easily bruised by black women specifically. Like I'm going to do, I'm going to do like um, a think piece, some research. Like I'm going to connect the the dots of like society and media and how we're portrayed and how people are raised and, you know, the discipline that they've received and where it came from and how they just have like this, this, this wall up for black women. When all we're here to do, oh my gosh, is to save the fucking world. But okay, on that note, I'm out of here. I've talked too long. I like this style of podcasting where it just feels more like a conversation. Um, I know we're still social distancing and COVID-19 is still a thing, but I am accepting guests. Um, I can spread these mics six feet apart. It's okay. 
We can, we can do this. We can really do this. And so if you're in the area or if you would like to virtually collaborate, hit me up in the DMs or at sip at teawithtammy.net. Contribute to the Patreon page, patreon.com slash teawithtammy. Visit the teawithtammy.com website to subscribe. I'm hoping to, um, get contributors in the future. If you would like to post a blog, a playlist, or your own podcast on the Tea with Tammy website, let me know. Um, next time, I'm going to try and have some tea for that ass. And until next time, <laughs> fuck a tone <laughs> and sip some tea. <laughs>